0: Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery.
1: Today, we're talking about something we all make as waste.
0: It's stinky, it's brown, and it's gross.
1: It's poop. We're traveling through the human body into space and inside a research clinic to introduce you to the science of poop.
0: Get ready for a lot of gross out moments.
1: There's going to be more than one.
0: We recorded this question at UT Girls Day, a festival celebrating STEM at the University of Texas here in Austin. I'm Elizabeth, I'm 10 years old, and I live in Texas. And my science question is, why do
1: humans poop? (laughs) What makes you wonder that? I just think it's gross. Why do you think that humans poop? I have no idea. How do you think that scientists might find out? I'm not sure. You think they'll have to actually look at poop?
0: Maybe. <laughs> People already do that to, like, monkeys and apes and poop already, so we found that out before, so... Would you ever
1: look at poop to find out? No. No. You're going to leave that to other people. Okay, that's a great question.
0: There's one thing I would definitely want to outsource. It's looking at poop.
1: Um, but could you come into the bathroom? Nope. Just for a second. Nope. I want to show you something. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are people who aren't grossed out by poop. They're fascinated by it. Writer Mary Roach is one of them. We poop because we eat. Mary Roach is one of my favorite science writers, and she wrote a book called Gulp, all about the epic journey food it takes from your mouth to your rectum.
0: And into the toilet.
2: We need to eat food to have the energy to fuel all of the different parts of our bodies, and we absorb as much of it as we can, but there's some stuff we can't absorb. Our bodies
1: are experts at separating what we eat by the stuff we need, that nutritional goodness, from the stuff we can't digest.
0: Like that nickel you accidentally swallowed or corn bits.
2: And that makes its way along the intestine and water gets absorbed out so it gets harder and harder, this sort of leftover waste
1: material. And it makes its way down to the rectum. Your rectum is at the end of your large intestine, the last stop on the line before your anus.
0: (laughs) To use the scientific term.
1: The rectum is a nice sort of compost
2: bin, wastebasket, but it only holds so much, and you don't want that to burst, so you
1: poop it out.
0: Oh, bursting. <laughs> that sounds really bad.
1: So basically, you poop because if you didn't, you would explode. Like your rectum would explode in your body.
2: That is true. And that's also, that's also um, why we fart. Not that anybody asked.
0: Just remember that next time somebody farts around you, they're doing it so that they don't explode.
1: Yeah, but I still think that the person who's about to explode could at least be considerate and open a window or something.
2: Or, you know, just in your intestines, you've got gas in there, and if there's more and more gas building up from the food being broken down, uh, at a certain point, um, if you didn't fart, you might burst the tube, and that could be deadly. So when you fart, it's like a life-saving reflex.
0: Okay, so we poop... And we fart because it's our body's way to get rid of waste. But why would scientists spend time thinking about it?
1: Well, there's two main reasons. The first is what I like to call poop engineering.
0: So that's like the uh, sewage system?
1: Yeah, but my favorite example is pooping in space.
2: The pooping element of space travel was a real bugger.
1: Apparently you don't really notice how much you rely on gravity for pooping until you're dealing with zero gravity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about that before. I guess the poop wouldn't really like separate or like float around in the air.
1: Yeah, it would just, and you'll just be in space and a turd would go flying by.
0: (laughs) It's like being in the pool, but worse. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of that
1: pool! Exactly. On the International Space Station, astronauts now have super high-tech toilets that vacuum seal poop into little baggies. But during the first trips into space, space engineers just hoped for no tummy trouble. They just
2: basically designed the food to constipate the astronaut so that they wouldn't need to poop. They're like, you know, we've got these bags for you, but they're pretty gross. You're probably not going to want to use them. So we're just going to try to, like,
0: plug you up. That's really unfortunate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, NASA actually just held what they called the Space Poop Challenge to design a better way to poop while wearing a spacesuit. Right now, astronauts just wear something called a waste collection garment.
0: (laughs) Or a space diaper.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, It brings me such joy. (laughs) (laughs) The other big reason to study poop is for your health.
0: Well, what does poop have to do with health?
1: Well, for a long time, scientists and doctors thought poop and everything that came along with it was unhealthy. They came up with treatments to basically wash yourself out. They called it internal bathing, and
2: they had this false belief that You wanted, because it's gross and and dirty, you wanted to get it out of your body as quickly as possible.
1: We now know that's not a good way to treat your poop.
2: You know, the human body evolved to get rid of its waste in the best way, and that's what it does. And there isn't any need to be hosing
1: yourself out through the butt, but that's what people used to do.
0: So why did scientists change their thinking?
1: Well, they started actually looking at poop and what it's made of.
2: So there's a lot of studies these days on all the bugs and germs and bacteria in your gut and how those affect your health.
1: It's not just your undigested food that ends up in your poop. Trillions of tiny bacteria, both good and bad, hitch a ride out of your body.
2: Uh, Something like a third of the solid weight of poop is these little creatures themselves.
0: Whoa, that's a lot of tiny creatures.
1: Yeah, our bodies are home to huge communities of bacteria. And it turns out that if you don't have the right kind of bacteria in your gut, you can get really sick. Mary investigated it for her book.
2: I spent some time with a a doctor who has been studying
1: poop transplants.
0: Poop transplant? That is horrifying. What is it?
1: It's when you take the poop of a healthy person with lots of good bacteria in it and give it to a sick person who doesn't have enough good bacteria.
2: There's one condition that it tends to be used for because they've done the data and they can see how incredibly effective it is, and that's for an infection with some, a bacteria called C. diff. C. difficile.
1: C. diff causes diarrhea and other symptoms that are so bad, people can't go to school, they can't go to work it makes life really hard. If you
2: take an antibiotic to kill them, sometimes that works just fine. But sometimes a few of them survive by hiding out in these little caves in your guts and then they repopulate
1: really quickly and now you're sick all over again. Fecal transplants, as they're properly called, break this cycle. The Mayo Clinic, a medical research center that does the procedure, has a 90 to 100 percent success
0: rate. Wow, I don't think I've ever had a 90 to 100 percent success rate at anything.
1: So even if the idea is icky, patients are really eager to get this treatment.
0: So how does a poop transplant work?
1: Mary watched this process herself in a research lab in Minnesota. And I
2: saw the guy come in, the guy who was donating his poop, and he has this brown paper bag and he hands it over. He goes, not my best work.
0: Oh man, so you basically poop in a bag.
2: Pooping for science. It's important. (laughs) They put it under a fume hood so nobody has to smell anything. And there's a blender in there and it's just like a blender you would have in your kitchen. And they would blend it up and they would make the, it's kind of like a poop smoothie. And then they brought that back to put it in the patient who needed the different bugs in his guts.
0: Poop smoothie? Oh my god. (laughs) That's like the grossest smoothie ever made in like no contest. I'm afraid to ask how it gets to the sick patient.
1: Let's be clear, no one drinks a poop smoothie.
2: (laughs) I mean, it looks like coffee with
0: cream. So what do they do with it?
1: In the hospital, the doctors used a tool that they use for a common colonoscopy. It's a long black hose with controls to release the poop materials into the patient. And before the procedure, the patient took antibiotics that wiped out his own bacterial community. So that allowed the donor's good bacteria to easily spread into their new home and two days later, he was feeling much better.
0: I mean, as long as it works. That's right.
1: This particular patient had been so sick he couldn't eat. A lot of people credit fecal transplants with curing their disease and saving their lives.
0: So poop is serious medicine.
1: Yeah, and since Mary witnessed this patient get healed, doctors have started making pills, which is a little less intrusive. And to to have a capsule
2: that you swallow is a little less freaky for people, I think.
0: I mean, it's all relative. Like, I don't know how I would feel about swallowing a poop pill.
1: You might feel a lot better about it if you'd been, like, cramped up for months upon (laughs) months. You'd be like, give me that poop pill.
0: I guess, whatever to make it better.
1: Yeah, yeah. The thing is that fecal transplants, in any form, are not something that you're going to find in most hospitals. The general ick factor might be kind of holding it back. The scientists who are pushing it forwards are truly poop pioneers.
0: (laughs) I mean, I suppose it's a rare form of bravery to work with poop.
1: It's also kind of fun. They get to heal people, and there's just endless joke opportunities. I went to a party. At the home
2: of the doctor who was doing the poop transplants, they had a blender and they were putting chocolate and ice cream and they were making poop smoothies and serving them to people and they had made chocolate-covered bananas.
0: You have now ruined chocolate-covered bananas for me forever.
1: Mm, More
2: bananas for me! (laughs) (laughs) So they definitely had a sense of humor about poop. They were very funny people
0: thanks to mary roach sarah lentz is our associate producer
1: thanks to our intern for the season andrea gonzalez i'm
0: lindsey patterson and i write and produce this show and i'm marshall Escamilla, and i make all the music stay tuned for more stories of science discovery